This is Jamie Finn from Foster the Family, and this is The Real Mom Podcast. Hello there. This is the very first installment of the Friday 15 episode of The Real Mom Podcast. What we are going to start doing is having these 15-minute mini-episodes on the off weeks of when we have our great guests. Here's the bad news. You are stuck with just me. And it really is the bad news because (laughs) the whole reason this podcast was started was because I was having these amazing conversations with other foster and adoptive moms where I thought... This isn't fair. I am learning. I'm having these great times with these amazing women where I get it all to myself. And I want to be able to share these women that I get to know because of this sort of unique position I have that everyone should be able to hear these women. Everyone should be able to learn from these amazing women and the journeys that they're walking through. So really the whole point of this podcast to begin with was to share other women with you. The other thing is that when we had the very first episode, you can only really trust the people who know you well, um, to be honest with you. So my best friend of 25 years and my dad both listened to the first episode and said, as soon as you started talking to your guest, it was great. She was great. You sort of riffed off of her and but when you were talking by yourself you lost all your personality so you really are getting the worst of me right now if this is the first time coming in and listening to the real mom podcast stop and go back and listen to old episodes where I'm talking to other women If you have been listening for a while and you're one of those people who has been asking me to do this more often, who is like stalking me on the off weeks or months because you know how inconsistent I can be, uh, this is for you. If you've been listening to the show and you want a little bit more, then this episode is for you. Otherwise, Turn it off. Tune in next week when we actually have um, a great conversation with an amazing woman. But I am going to give you sort of 15 minutes once a week of things that I'm learning, things that we're going through, and answer our sort of pop quiz questions that we always share at the end anyway. So I'm going to just be talking about uh, life in the Finn household and different things that we're learning and going through. Right now, we are um, we have a six-month-old little girl in our home, and she is a joy, and her case is sort of that easy, joyous case where you love mom, the kid's easy, the worker is uh, no drama and on top of everything. But we kind of have this constant right now of one of my former foster children and the relationship that I continue to have with his mom and the involvement that I still have in his story. And I was just thinking because I literally got a phone call five minutes ago from her um, saying, I am moving to this new rehab tomorrow, which I knew of, and I've been asking her for weeks 
Will they bring you? Do you need anything? Will they transport your stuff? I'm asking these questions for weeks now. A panicked phone call, four phone calls in a row. I can't call her back because she doesn't have a phone. They don't have a way to move me. I don't know what to do. I have to move tomorrow. And I thought for a second, this is so messy. I should be done with this. I took care of your kid. I did my part. And he went home. And why am I still getting these calls? That was my first gut reaction. But then, thank thank the Lord, because I don't get to these places on my own. But I just had this sense right away of this is what this is all about, right? Foster care is not just about meeting the needs of a child who's in your home. It's about playing a part in a family story, about playing a part in a family being brought back together and healed. And that isn't just a quick and easy once and done. So this child's been in my home twice. I continue to support and be there for them. And it's not as simple as, okay, I did my part, move on. And our lives as foster parents would be a lot less messy if we didn't involve the parents in our lives, if we didn't go above and beyond and and get involved that way. But is that really the goal? Is the goal really for us to keep it as clean and sanitized in a corner where it belongs? Okay, this is the foster care corner of my life. Is that really what we're looking to do? Or is this whole thing sort of giving up our lives and handing it over to God, giving this yes to God, giving this yes to these families, right? We are willing to uproot everything in our families to bring these kids in our homes. Are we willing to do that when they go home? Are we willing to go above and beyond and sort of stay in the messy, even when it's not our legal responsibility? There's no paycheck attached. There's no reason for us to do it except that we feel compelled to step into brokenness, to stay in these stories with these families. And again, with this motivation that that is how Jesus loves us, right? It's not just that we were forgiven and we got our chance and okay, you have your clean slate and you're good. God is with us. He remains with us and loves us through every failure over and over. His grace isn't this grace that is a once and done. Okay, I I showed you grace. Now you get your act together and do this the right way. It's daily. It's hour by hour, minute by minute. I am so grateful that God didn't just give me a second chance, didn't just come into my story and sort of flip it around and say, okay, now go and do your thing. He has given me the Holy Spirit who's with me, who gives me strength, who directs me and guides me. He's given me his word. God speaks to me every day through the words that he's given us. But 
most of all, he's given us Jesus, which wasn't a once and done. It wasn't just, well, Jesus forgave me and it's done. It's that Jesus died. Now I walk through this day with my failure and my mess and all that I bring to it that's ugly. I am covered by the blood of Jesus and I have forgiveness day to day, minute by minute. And I have his power, the power of Jesus and what he did day by day, minute by minute. We are not Jesus. We are not the Savior. So I don't want to overextend this. But when I look at how we're called to love and we mirror this love of Jesus, how does Jesus love us? Does he love us as, well, I did my part. I gave you your chance. Now it's your turn. Or does he stay there in it with us, grace upon grace, kindness on kindness every day? And even just sort of the theological aside, I just am so struck all the time by, I think especially in this situation, in her dropping the ball here and not having her ride set up, not knowing how she's moving from one rehab to another, I think I see myself so much in that. Yeah, okay, I'm not in rehab, but I am so that mom that leaves things to the last minute that relies on my support system to catch me all the time. I mean, my family will laugh at me when I'll ask them that morning, hey, I have this really important meeting. Can you? And they're like, what would you do if I say no? And I'm like, well, I guess I just assume that someone in my life who loves me and loves my kids is going to say yes. And I'm so hit all the time that Besides the fact that everything in my life is grace, so there's nothing about me that's better in the first place, I'm so aware of the fact that so many people in my life catch me and fill in the gaps and have my back. There's this, <laughs> this video going around the internet. It is just the funniest. It's the coach with the spotter that like pulls him off the field. And I have one of my employees who's also one of my good friends. Every time I see it, I think of her and I'm like, I hope that you know that you're more to me than this, but I can't see this without thinking of you. This person whose full-time job is to just have my back and catch my mess when I drop things. And that is really the difference, I think, between us and our kids' parents is we have support systems that catch us when we're struggling. I know that if anything went wrong in my family, in our finances, that there's someone there that's going to help me through it. And that makes such a difference. And so I was so aware today by how she dropped the ball here. And of course, I'm picking up the mess again, but then so aware of the fact that that is what my family and my support does for me. And that really that is one of the main factors of what separates us is the people who are there and catching me when, when I'm messing up and when I fall short with my kids. So I'm deep in that right now, even though I have one bio parent um, for my current placement who's just easy and this is just a simple sort of happy case. I'm learning what it means to stay in the mess and to choose to stay in the mess and to continue to have humility of who am I without the grace of God and without um, the people that he's placed in my life.
So I shared something on Instagram. I was reading um, in Job yesterday, Job 42.2, I know that you can do all things and that no purpose of yours can be thwarted. And that verse, man, it just hit my heart for those of us who are dealing with the people in our lives who are messing things up and the people who are falling short for our kids and our kids' cases, the unjust worker, bad judge, the dangerous parent, the lawyer, and then ourselves. I mean, we fail our kids, our own limitations, our own sin that we bring to the table. And I can feel like all of these people are going to mess this up for my life, for my child's life. This should not be in these people's hands. But God just spoke to my heart how he is not limited by any person. His power, his love, his goodness, his wisdom, his sovereignty, he's not limited by any human force. And so as much as we may see how all of this is sort of sitting in someone else's hands and be driven to fear or anger, no plan of his can be thwarted. Nothing can get in the way of what God is doing. And that should bring us great hope and great joy in the midst of our own failures, our kids' messes, and then everyone else who's making a mess of of our family or our kids' cases. We can look to God and know that he can do all things and that no purpose of his can be thwarted. I'm going to quiz myself real quick with the what are you doing, eating, reading, watching, and listening to. So what I'm doing tonight, our nonprofit, Foster the Family, is having our very first foster parent interest meeting. And the state has these in every county, some sometimes multiple meetings in each county each month. But what they fail to bring often is a foster parent's perspective or the explanation of the support that will surround them, more the human side of it. So tonight we're having our very first sort of recruitment meeting, but we're going to be sharing, I'm going to be talking about some of the kids who have been in my home um, to use our story as an example of what different foster care cases can look like and how they can play out. And we have a former foster youth who's sharing. We have a foster mom who's going to share some of the practical questions that people get caught up on, just like childcare and transportation to school and vacations and that kind of stuff, so that people feel like they can picture what life would be like and how this would all play out. And then we have one of our staff members who's going to share about the supports that are available through our nonprofit to families. So I'm so excited about this. Um, because I love this more well-rounded approach to recruitment, the human side, the support side. And so I'm really excited about this first meeting. Um, Okay, what I'm eating. Right now, my big thing is the fake Girl Scout cookies. I'm sorry if you're like a Girl Scout person, because Aldi has done you bad. Aldi is, I don't know if you have Aldi. Someone just messaged me today, said they didn't. It's like Trader Joe's, but like a less bougie version. It's like the ghetto version of Trader Joe's. And they have these 
fake Girl Scout cookies, like every brand of Girl Scout cookies, but they're like a dollar and you can get them all year. So weekly, I am getting a package of Samoas and a package of Thin Mints and basically eating them by myself. That is so embarrassing to say, but it's like my coffee thing that I'm having and they are so good. So the other thing that I want to tell you about, which I want to like reach out to them and tell me that they should pay me because I want to tell everyone about Instacart. So I am ordering these cookies and everything else through Instacart, which is just like the greatest thing ever created. Instacart is an app where you, I think you spend like 30 something dollars. You can spend $10 a month and then tip your driver. Um, so $10 a month, if you're shopping every week is $2 and 50 cents each time. So I'm spending an average of $10 to have my groceries delivered to me, but I've done these at home delivery things before. But what's super cool about this is it's really easy to navigate. And then anything that the store doesn't have, they will send you like a replacement idea. And the person who's shopping for you can text you and ask you questions. I haven't had any problems. That's not true. I had one problem. They brought me plain yogurt instead of vanilla and my kids were not having it. But when I was doing other shop at home things, I was getting like rotten produce and just major items. Like the whole reason I placed the order to begin with missing. So I'm like obsessed with Instacart. And when I did the math, like, yeah, $10 a week is $10 a week, but I was paying a babysitter $15 an hour to go to the grocery store and gas and my time is precious. And I think that I'm like an impulse buyer at the grocery store and I see things and I get excited and then I forget things. So basically the amount of peace and organization and time that this has bought me for $10 a week, it's just my new favorite thing ever. So that is the other thing that I'm really excited right now about. And then I had a book I'm going to tell you about, but I am going to save it because even when I'm talking by myself, I have a hard time keeping it short. So I am going to shut down this very first installment of the Friday 15, and I will talk to you next week about Jen Wilkins' book, None Like Him, and about other things that are going on in our foster care, adoption, family, marriage, um, and tell you more about the things that I'm doing. So thanks so much for listening. If you have any thoughts about this, if you have questions that you would like me to broach on here, if you want to tell me, please don't ever do this again. I don't want to listen, whatever, please message me. You can email me at um, jamie at fosterthefamilyblog.com or you can DM me through Instagram or private message me. I would love to hear your thoughts. I'd love to hear your questions. And we're cutting now this very first installment of the Friday 15. Thanks for listening. Thanks so much for listening to this episode of the Real Mom Podcast. You can find us online, www.realmompodcast.com or on iTunes and subscribe. You can find us on Facebook, facebook.com slash realmompodcast or Instagram at realmompodcast. Thanks so much for listening.